I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast, where today I'll be walking you through one of my favorite confidence-building techniques, what I call a confidence ladder. By the end of the episode, you'll know how to start your own ladder and start facing your fears. Let's dive in. Do you remember learning to walk? Probably not, but you've likely seen a toddler taking some of their early steps, right? They go through stages. First, baby has to learn to hold themselves up. They have to learn to sit. Then they do this kind of like army type crawl thing where they drag themselves across the floor. Then they start to push up onto all fours. They start crawling and eventually they progress to standing. And even once they get to standing, there are a bunch of stages they have to go through while they're learning, right? They stand and they hold on to furniture and they kind of couch surf while they walk along furniture holding on for a while. Then they start to try and take uh, their first few moments of balance without holding on to anything. They teeter and totter a lot and fall down on their bums a whole bunch. Then they're finally ready to take those first steps. And those first steps are shaky. Maybe they take one and fall. Maybe they take a couple and fall. Then one, then fall. Takes them a while to get into their groove, right? But babies keep practicing. They don't give up and they keep improving. They keep going through those steps and they eventually, they're going to be running in circles around you, kind of like my three-year-old is doing to me right now. Learning to walk is a skill. And the best way that we know to learn is through baby steps, right? That's why we call them baby steps. Slow and steady wins a race sort of idea. We slowly build that skill, learning to walk slowly over time, one little baby step at a time. Confidence or lack of confidence is also a skill. Just like learning to walk, we learn confidence through practice. We learn it through our experiences. Some experiences that we have will build our confidence up. Say you were on some team in school and you were really successful. Maybe it was a sports team, you played a sport, or you were on a club, a group at school. You did really well. That's going to build your confidence up, right? Other experiences will drain our confidence. Maybe the first time you got up to compete with your team, you fell flat on your face and that knocked your confidence back for a bit. You've probably heard me talk about the first time that I learned to drive. Here's what happened. I don't think my dad was very confident in my driving skills. So he took me out kind of to the middle of nowhere on this rural road, put me in the driver's seat and said, go. I remember feeling terrified. And this is years ago, like 20 years ago now. And I still remember how scared I was sitting behind the wheel for the first time. I had no idea what I was doing. I was gripping the steering wheel really tightly. I didn't even know how to start the car. The whole world looked totally different from that side. You probably remember your first driving experiences too, right? It's weird to all of a sudden be on the driver's side rather than the passenger side. 
So anyway, I get the car in gear. I slowly inch forward all the way to the end of this lane, hit the end of this dead end rural road and have to do like a 40 point turn to turn back around and go down the other way. Like I said, that was a long time ago for me, but I still remember those early experiences when my confidence was super low. Fast forward 20 years, now I'm pretty confident driving. I don't even really think about it anymore. It's become a habit. I get in the car. I know how to get it started. I know how to drive. I don't need to do 40-point turns to turn at the end of a road anymore. I can turn around pretty efficiently. And almost like I said, driving just seems like a habit. We just do it, often without really thinking, right? How many times have you got somewhere and said, huh, I don't really remember the drive here? It's because your brain does it so automatically. We call driving an overlearned skill because of this. We've practiced and practiced and practiced so much that you don't really need to think about it in most situations. It just comes automatically. Confidence works the same way. Our confidence, of course, is going to start out low when we're working in a new area, just like driving. The first time you're trying to do something, you're not going to be very confident doing it. But with practice and repetition, that confidence grows. It's also possible to be confident in some areas, but not all areas. Take me, for example. I'm pretty confident driving. Like I said, less confident in my ability to assemble furniture. Last time I tried to put together a desk, I ended up having to bring in my husband to help because I had things a little bit off kilter and the drawers wouldn't go in properly. But I spent lots of time driving and I've probably only put together a few pieces of furniture in my life. So it makes sense that I'm more confident driving than I am putting furniture together. Here's another example. I'm pretty confident talking about brain health and habits. I've been studying brain health and psychology and behavior, learning, all these things for many, many years. So if I have to get up to talk in front of a group about anything related to health and well-being, brain health, I'm pretty confident. I know I know what I'm doing. I can get up in front of the group and talk about what I love and feel confident doing it. But if I was asked to do something like stand up and name famous people, I know I would not be very confident doing that. I'm that person that tells stories like, you know, that actress that was in this movie where there was this car chase scene. Yeah, that person. I'm not very good at remembering actors and actresses. So if I had to do anything related to that, I wouldn't be very confident. Wouldn't be a very good news correspondent for any type of entertainment industry, for example. But I'm really confident talking about brain health because I've been doing it so long. Probably wasn't that confident when I started out many years ago in school, but years and years of repetition has built my confidence. Because confidence is a skill, That means we don't need to be so hard on ourselves if we lack confidence. Confidence isn't something that you have or you don't have. Maybe you don't have it right now in a certain area because it's something that's new for you, but it's possible to build that confidence, to train that confidence, just like any other skill, just like learning to drive, learning your profession, learning to tie your shoes. Confidence and courage are skills that we learn with practice. I promised you I'd go through one of my favorite ways to train your brain for confidence, what I call the confidence ladder. I want you to imagine there's a ladder in front of you. You're at the bottom right now. Bottom is stuck in self-doubt. Your inner critic is constantly making you doubt yourself, question if you're good enough. You want to do something different. You want to have the courage to try something new, but you're stuck in that doubt. You're stuck on that bottom run. You're scared to take that first step up the ladder. 
fear got you down. You're worrying that you're not going to be successful. Maybe you're not smart enough, worried that people will make fun of you or judge you. All those fears are hitting you at the bottom rung of this ladder. Makes sense that you're not feeling very confident at that point. Where you want to be is at the top of this ladder, where you feel confident to take on the world, where you feel self-assured that you know you can try and do these things and you're able to push yourself past that fear. Each step on this ladder, think of like a different baby step to get you to the top. Remember, like a baby learning to walk, we start small and we build those strengths and skills as we go. It's unlikely that we're going to go right from the bottom to feeling all the confidence in the world, right? Just like babies aren't going to go from laying on the floor to instantly popping up and walking. We need to build that confidence skill. We need to learn the skills that develop that confidence over time. Let me give you an example. Say you wanted to ask for a raise at work, but you're pretty scared. Maybe even a bit terrified. You're down at that bottom rung on the ladder. Scared that if you ask your boss for a raise, they're going to shut you down and say no. They might laugh at you, say you're not deserving, not good enough. Maybe it will even go as far as firing you for asking in the first place. Your brain is doing everything it can to keep you all doom and gloom, thinking about those worst case scenarios stuck on that bottom ladder of doubt, indecision, and low confidence. Where you want to get is to the top, where you feel confident enough to go up to your boss and ask for that raise. So we baby step. Maybe the first rung is to write down your pitch. Write down what you're going to say to your boss. Here's what I'm going to ask for. Here's the raise I want to ask for. Here are all the reasons that I want to ask for that raise. Writing things down is a great way to help your brain learn information. Our brains learn so much better if we write something down versus just rehearsing it in your head. So write down that pitch, write down what you're going to say. Even better if you write it out old school paper and pencil style much more effective for our brains in terms of how quickly you're going to learn, how quickly you're going to build that confidence. So ladder rung one, write down your pitch, write down what you want to say to your boss. That's going to start your brain building confidence. You're going to have that pitch written out. Okay, now I know what I want to say in this situation. You've written it down. Your brain is starting to build that confidence, starting to point in the right direction. Rung number two, take that note that you've written down and practice. I'd suggest starting with practicing in front of your mirror or in front of your pet. I've been practicing my speeches and presentations in front of my cats for years. They're probably sick of hearing about brains. They probably know the word brain just as much as they know the word food, really, by this point. What I like about this is that we practice in front of a mirror or we practice in front of a pet or even in front of an empty room, you know, stand up in an empty office and practice is giving your brain that small boost of confidence. You're not going straight to, you know, presenting in front of a group or going right to your boss to ask for that raise. You're allowing your brain to baby step its way up that ladder. So I present, I give my pitch in front of an empty room or to my cat Again, my brain's going to be learning all of those times. My brain is going to learn with each repetition. The more I say that pitch, the more I practice what I want to say, my confidence is going to build because my brain won't have to think as hard. Makes sense, right? The first time you try and say something, it might not come out sounding great, but we know the more we practice saying things, the easier and more fluid it becomes just like driving a car, right? If you practice this enough, you're not even really going to have to think about it. 
Then when you're actually in that situation where you're asking your boss for the raise or you're presenting in front of your group, your brain's not going to feel so overwhelmed because you've practiced so much. So like I said, next rung on that confidence ladder is to do some practice in a situation where you're really comfortable, like an empty room, in front of a mirror, or in front of a pet. The next rung might be practicing with a close friend or a spouse, something that's a little bit more scary than just practicing by yourself where no one can hear you, but give your pitch to a friend, see what they think. Practicing in front of another person is another great way for your brain to build confidence in these types of situations, especially if you start with someone you trust, like a close friend or a family member. Your brain's going to get another experience, another exposure to that information, which means more practice, which means more learning. And you're also going to start to feel better because you're actually giving this pitch in front of a real person. Then maybe move up to something more challenging, like pitching to a colleague. See what they think of your proposal for the raise. Then maybe you're ready to try that top rung with your boss. Your ladder is going to depend on a few things. One, what's your end goal? And how many steps do you think you need to make to get there? If you're feeling really scared, if that top of your ladder terrifies you, the more rungs you can add in, the more steps to build that confidence, the more successful you're going to be. Remember, we don't go from terrified to confident. We want to take those baby steps because that's giving your brain the experience, the small chances to build that confidence, to build that skill over time without feeling totally overwhelmed. What we're also doing with this ladder approach, these baby steps, climbing those rungs, is we're training our brains that the thing we're scared of is not as scary as we think it is and we can handle it. Our brains learn from those successes. So if I'm successful at rung number one, I write out that pitch to my boss. My brain says, woohoo, good job, me. You did it. That's going to boost your confidence. Then you go to the next rung. Oh, I was able to say this pitch to my cat. That went well. Then I gave it to my spouse. That went okay. Each of these are like little wins for your brain. That's how your brain interprets these successes. And we know that our confidence builds every time we have one of those wins. What will happen is that the closer you get to that top rung, you'll notice that you're not as scared of that very top ladder as you were at the beginning when you were starting out because your confidence has built through all these small wins, all these small successes over time. Practice helps train your brain for confidence. The more we practice, the more we repeat this information, the easier it's going to be when you get up in front of your boss or you get up in front of a group of people to present. It'll be so much easier for your brain the more practice you've had. Just like me learning to drive or a baby learning to walk, repetition is really key when we're learning any skill. And remember, confidence, courage, all of these are habits and skills that we build over time. Here's another example. Say you're scared to start going to the gym. You wish you had the confidence just to get into the gym and lose weight and you want to get into better shape. You want to be able to exercise, but maybe you've tried in the past to lose weight and you haven't been very successful. Maybe you've never really gone to the gym before and you don't really know how to work out. So you're worried that you're going to look like an idiot or everyone's going to be judging you or you're going to mess up and do something wrong or it's not going to work. All these fears and doubts are holding you at the bottom rung of that confidence ladder. Your confidence is in the toilet. You're scared. You're doubting yourself. That inner critic is in there giving you a hard time and you're feeling overwhelmed. 
where you want to be is at the top of that ladder with the confidence to sign up for the gym, the confidence to start that exercise journey, to start that health journey. Maybe step one is to do a little research on exercise plans and find one that you like. Maybe talk to friends that have had success going to the gym. There's tons of information for free online in terms of workout ideas and where to start if you're kind of starting fresh, if you're a beginner. That's going to give your brain some confidence. If you have a plan, say, okay, I found this workout routine that I'm going to follow. It's set for beginners. It seems like something that I can do. Having that plan is going to boost your confidence. Step two, maybe put exercise into your schedule. Start small. Start with walking maybe five minutes over your lunch break. Remember, it's hard to go from zero to a million in terms of changing our habits, in terms of learning new skills. If I'm not exercising right now, I'm super out of shape. It's tough to go from that to going to the gym every day. Starting small with those baby steps, slowly climbing that confidence ladder, walking five minutes a day, then 10 minutes a day, then 15 minutes a day is going to build your confidence especially if you're sticking to a routine. Our brains love consistency. I know I've said that a million times before, but it really is true. The more consistent you are with these new habits, the more confident your brain is going to be. Makes sense, right? If you're you know, exercising one day and then not going again for another couple of weeks, your brain's not really going to build that confidence the same way as it would if you're going every day, if you're making that slow and steady progress. Again, all of those small steps are wins for your brain in terms of your confidence. So start small, start with researching, having a plan for exercise, start your exercise goal small, you know, five minutes, then 10 minutes, then 15 minutes. Once you've built that confidence, you're feeling ready to get into the gym and try some more challenging activities, you'll be ready. Your confidence will be higher. You'll feel less scared. Those doubts, they'll probably still be there, but they won't be as strong. And you'll have the courage to take that leap, to jump to that top rung of the ladder and to sign up to the gym because of all those baby steps, all that learning your brain has done, all those small wins that have built your confidence over time. Important point here. Just because you make it to the top of your confidence ladder doesn't mean you're never scared. You're always going to be scared. We are all scared sometimes. That's totally normal. And it's actually really important for our brain. Those fears keep us safe, but they also help motivate us. Interesting little bit of research here. Researchers have found that there is an optimal level of stress to get your button gear. And it's actually not zero stress. You think it would be, right? You'd think if I'm not stressed, if I'm totally 100% confident, that is the best place I can be. Mm, Not really. What happens is if we don't have that little bit of, call it fear, anticipation, uncertainty, pressure, stress, we just end up not doing anything. We need that little bit of a push to get us going. We don't want to be too stressed and overwhelmed or terrified where we stay frozen in place but we don't want to have such low drive that we just sit on our couch and we're not motivated to change, right? That little bit of fear, those doubts are always going to be there. Having confidence, being at the top of that confidence ladder doesn't mean you're without fear. That's not what we're shooting for here. What we're shooting for with these small bits of courage, building this confidence over time, is that we increase that courage. We have the courage to give it a shot, to try that top rung of the ladder, even if we're scared. 
that's what we're slowly building with this ladder is enough mental strength, is enough confidence in yourself, is enough resilience that when you get to that top, you say, even though I'm still scared, and even though this might not work out, if I ask my boss for a raise or I go to the gym, I feel courageous enough to give it a try. So don't feel just because you're going to the top that you're going to be without fear, that you're going to be 100% confident all the time. It's not possible and it's really not good anyway. You want to have a little bit of that motivation to keep you going, that little bit of fear and excitement to motivate you and to give you that drive. If you're struggling with self-doubt and low confidence, I've got your back. I've put together a new five-part mini course called Confidence Bootcamp, how to retrain your brain from self-doubt to self-confidence. It's free to join. Every day for five days, you'll get a video lesson from me and a worksheet with different practical strategies and tips to start pointing your brain away from doubt and towards a happier and more confident you. Just head on over to drnicolebyers.com forward slash bootcamp to sign up. Once again, that's drnicolebyers.com forward slash bootcamp. I'll put the link in the show notes for this episode too. Okay, let's wrap it up. Today, we talked about how the best way to build confidence, to overcome those fears that hold us back, is to think baby steps, like climbing a ladder. With each small success, your brain will believe in you more, and it will get easier to reach for that next rung. Remember, confidence is a skill. It takes practice and a little bit of courage. But with the right plan, you can learn to feel more confident, just like learning to ride a bike or drive a car. Until next week, thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. 